And welcome to my chat with Alan McGee. Well, the chat will start in a second. First, I got to tell you a few things. While you're listening, enhance your experience by rating and reviewing the show on whatever app you happen to be listening on. Of course, the five-star review is the most sophisticated review, and you are a sophisticated listener. Then head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and friends. Check out the newly priced reward tiers and the new rewards. Bonus episodes, chats with Ada and myself about parenting, adult topics as well, and you get ad-free, advanced, and uncut versions of these very episodes. TV Club, a new series where Rod Thomas of Bright Light, Bright Light and I discuss and analyze and tear apart every episode of Murder, She Wrote. Not to mention early access to movie club titles and the ability to participate in future movie clubs. Thank you, Jack Hughes, Nick Feldman, the Prince Charles Cinema, and everyone who came to the first Craig and Friends Presents Cinema Extravaganza, in which we watched a beautiful 35mm presentation of William Friedkin's classic To Live and Die in L.A., followed by a lively Q&A that you'll be hearing very soon on an upcoming movie club episode. And now, get ready, because it's time for my chat with the one, the only, the Alan McGee. There we go. I just had to get the backup okay. recorder all set to go. Did you ever have an incident, uh, incident where there was some kind of uh, problem with the tape or a hard drive or something and a performance was lost when you guys were recording? Oh, if you just keep this up. Actually, when it was keep... two-inch tape, yeah. um, there's been times that the tapes split. Oh yeah, and, you know, and then you had to piece it back together. Do you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. like many, many takes, and then sometimes oh yeah, the tape just, just wears it, out. Now, I mean, it's a d- different game, digital. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Also, you had a lot of dealings with uh, people using quite a bit of tape, namely my bloody Valentine. Oh yeah, 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 Well, the voice that you're hearing are the dulcet Scottish tones of the one and only Alan McGee, the legendary creator of Creation Records, the man who discovered Oasis, managed the Happy Mondays, and other bands that were um, not quite as much of a handful. (laughs) Most of them were. But that was the vibe that you went for, right? I think I made it more difficult for myself having to go with characters. But in a way, it was was why we were such a good label as well, because... Mm -hmm. Most of the characters were kind of just uniquely talented as well. You yeah, know what I mean, you know, like yeah. Kevin Rowland or mm. you know Kevin Shields or Lawrence Fifell, mm-hmm. kind of roughly the same kind of person. Really, in a way, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? How would you describe that kind of person? Outsider, artist, mm-hmm. uh, passionate. Yeah, definitely passionate, talented. Yeah. Uh, a, a kind of crazy viewpoint on life that mm-hmm. they somehow made sense of. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I mean, do you know anything about Lawrence? I felt. Do you know only Lawrence? a little bit? I don't yeah. know as much as say like Kevin uh, Rowland or Kevin he's, Shields. He's amazing, but mm-hmm. uh, but he's completely unique mm-hmm. kind of guy, and he's you know he's had his drug issues and all that sort of terrible nonsense, but. You know, if you were to meet him, you should do a podcast with him, Craig. I would love to. Yeah, you'd love him. And, Kevin uh, Rowland as well, too, because uh, especially the queer yeah. uh, angle and everything and him yeah. being uh, on the album. I forget the album title, but it was... My Beauty. Yeah, My Beauty. That was quite yeah. uh, controversial at the time. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a long story. We can get into it. But, sure. Uh, but on Lawrence, it, Lawrence, uh, he's kind of uniquely bonkers. <laughs> In a way that our mutual friend, Mike Chapman's kind of uniquely bonkers. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mike Chapman says things to me like, Alan, or he calls me McGee, I think, McGee, you got bring me back. And I'm like, sitting in his like 10 million pound flat. <laughs> <laughs> and like, where did you go? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're doing all right. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've done all right so far, Mike. I yeah, think you'll yeah, be just yeah. fine. So, so that's when Mike says things like that, that you go, what? You know what I mean? You know. Is there an aspect of that in the music business in general where it feels like it's never quite enough? Even though I don't think Mike lives by that feeling all the time. But do you ever feel that way, that you feel like I still haven't achieved or I still have another th- rung to hit? It sounds mad, but I don't think I've ever really made it. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So that's kind of what... that's. 
So I've I've never thought I've never thought that I was I, I was the, the bee's knees ever. Mm-hmm. I might have, I might have looked as if I thought that you know, and that's probably me just being defensive. Um, but I probably the thing that drives me at sixty one is that I still think that I'm still trying to get somewhere. Mm. I know that might sound kind of mad, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's kind of yeah. true. I think it's actually kind of inspiring, really. Yeah. Because you're still, it's still driving you, whatever that is, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not, okay, I made X amount of dollars. Yeah. Now I can go vacation. Because you don't want to go on vacation. Well, the thing is, so what you make back in the day, 20 million quid or something, which is incredible, really. But that's, it's bullshit money compared to what people make now. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, do you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, Oh, so the indie guy done well and won the pool sort of thing. That's fucking great. Yeah. But that's, and compared to what people make now, it's, you know. Or hedge fund managers. Or, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it's like success now. I mean, people are like cashing in their, their you know, the, the companies and yeah. getting 150 million, mate. Do you sure. know what I mean? It's all, yeah. so it's all relative. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes it's a bit like you, you, you have to just assume you were born at the wrong time in some ways. Sure. Like, and, and that must be like that for football players. Oh, like, I imagine. Can you imagine being some of the great 70s players and then all the money really came around in the last 10, 20 years in football? Yeah. You know what I mean? Really? Baseball too. Yeah, yeah. In the States, like, yeah, the people yeah. used to play for what yeah. would appear to be peanuts. Look at Pele and, yeah. and all these, pe- these people, the great players, Josh Best. Mm. And then you see what, you know, pretty mediocre players are getting now <laughs> and you know they're getting 250 grand a week and it's yeah. it's just a different thing do you know what I mean yeah so I mean I, so that's that probably sounds to me sounds like me saying the same kind of thing of like yeah you cash in your chips you know in the mm-hmm. 90s and it's like it's it's really really good but mm-hmm. in context compared to where it all went yeah peanuts mate you know what yeah I mean? now but it's still like, like you've got to keep it in context Craig I'm a guy for a council estate in Glasgow it done pretty well and you know i you know i ended up you know doing doing good but yeah. i mean but in context i did have the biggest band in the world that sold 60 million records sony made most of that money i didn't and uh-huh. it's what it is do you know what i mean yeah yeah that's interesting Said the bitter so- man for scotland <laughs> <laughs> i'm not bitter. i'm glad for my life to be honest let's say you have a very uh sort of a very vibrant uh positive spirit about you yeah yeah i just got on and you know, do what I've got to do, you know. Yeah. Well, before we started taping, we were talking about some of the recent changes in yeah. your life, one of which being that you started walking every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I ended up uh, basically being on my own in London. Mm. Um, and I just got inspired to start getting healthy. Mm. I'd got off uh, benzos after about 23, 24 years I'd been on them. I'd got off that. And cool. if you don't mind, uh, what would sort of the amount be per day 20, or so? Oh, 25 milligrams a day of, of Benzos. Of like uh, Xanax? Or Valiums. Or, Valiums, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. So I was I was pretty fucking stoned, sure. Craig, to be honest, most yeah. days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, uh, and if you don't mind me asking, would, was this anxiety-based that yeah, you sort of went but on? But the joke is with, the, with these drugs, it, you know, I got on them in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got off them. 2018 or 17 18 I think it was or end of 17 maybe but um, I can remember the, the day that I actually stopped using it, it was like and it took me it took me about a year to come off them mm-hmm. but it was Sean Ryder's dad's funeral mm-hmm. and I remember going on up with Gary my pal from Adidas uh, he's a, a designer for Adidas we were going up to see Sean's dad's uh, funeral and I'd come off them then, and he's like in recovery too. Oh, and okay. he was like, oh, you know, give me the drugs, not to use them so he could bend them. And I was like, no, you're all right. But then I never did, I never went back on them. So it's great, you know. So it was just one day that you stopped? No, you were, I, it I took know, me, so you graduated. It took, yeah, me you about said, a, took me about yeah. a year, Craig. Yeah. I mean, because aren't those like the hardest thing to get off of, or one of the hardest things to get they off are of? They are hard. You know yeah. what I mean, I had a couple of bad. You know, come, you know, trying to come off them a couple of bad moments, but mm-hmm. to be honest, I, t- I, t- I tapered it, yeah, over about a year and a bit, and I came off reasonably easy, more easy than you, you know, than mm-hmm. they advertised. You know? Sure, yeah, yeah right, because yeah, yeah. they always say, "Well, benzos, there's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming yeah. back or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like Kalanapin's really 
crazy. Too in the states, they don't want to give people Xanax; they want to give them Klonopin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was given that, and I thought this is—it's a weird, hazy yeah. kind of feeling. And then yeah. Stevie Nicks said it was harder to get off of than any other. Yeah, drug, it was so. difficult, but it wasn't super difficult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, I, I did it. Do you know what I mean? Well, fine. you did it, but also you'd previously gotten off other things, yeah, which yeah, probably yeah. helped you in yeah. approaching that. So I got off. I got. I got off them. Right. It was okay. I got off them. I. And then I found myself in London. I'd had COVID mm-hmm. before it was popular. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then, uh, and, and uh, just at the very, very beginning, like January 20, yeah. I had all the symptoms. I had the COVID rash. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so I'd had that. And then, although I didn't know it was COVID at the time, I was ill yeah. for about a month. Uh, yeah. I got sick in March of that year, too. I didn't know yeah. what it was and I could yeah. still smell and yeah. taste so well, i thought it was something else COVID, but turns yeah. out it was that yeah I, I had the rash and then uh so i so then i found myself in here and then i just thought well i may as well just get fit i was 230 pounds i'm today i'm 176 pounds so yeah. i've lost 54 pounds yeah uh and uh I, so it was nearly four stone and uh yeah. i just I just walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. You know? Yeah. But you know, but the more I've got to know over the last year and a half, two years is it's actually what you eat. Oh yeah. You can eat a lot of meat, but mm-hmm. as long as it's, as long as it's protein. Yeah. And you basically. Yeah. So what's your diet like now? What's out? your average meal? Uh, well, I'll tell you what I've eaten today. Uh, I've had uh, muesli. Mm-hmm. Then I had um, toast later on in the morning. And then I came back and I had two bits of chicken, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and uh, and then I had uh, two pork pies. So I, it's not as if I'm like, you know, not not huge pork pies, little pork yeah. pies, but but it's mainly I'm I'm, I'm pretty much I watch what I eat, you know yeah. what I mean, and uh, you know that's I don't know if that's healthy, but it, I don't put weight on, you know. What I mean? Yeah, well, I think watching what you're eating and restricting yeah, yeah. are two different things, yeah. right? So yeah. you're just watching I don't really and being eat careful. Carbs. I mean, it's like yeah. I mean, I eat toast today, but I don't really eat carbs. You know what I mean? Yeah, not a big pasta guy or anything. No, I don't do it. Yeah, when when you were heavier, what was the eating like? Was there any consideration given to what no, you were eating? I was, I was just eat, just eat any time. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mainly late at night, a lot of times. Do you know yeah. What I mean? Well, and this was also commensurate or uh, what is the word? Well, at the same time as the drinking and everything. Back oh before? yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, we were speaking before. It's like um, I think half my life I've been fat and half my life I've been skinny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I was a, up to about ten, I was a fat kid, and then I started really playing a lot of football, mm-hmm. and then I lost all the weight. I was skinny then for the next 15 16 years till I was at 25 26 good to be a glam rock fan at that time yeah, yeah, skinny yeah, yeah. I was totally skinny <laughs> totally skinny guy and then and then I, I got sarcoidosis and I was on uh so I was on on a what do you call it steroids steroids yeah yeah mm. and that but beefed me up yeah and then I came off the, that illness after a year or two off the steroids uh you know and, and that was a that was a crazy time and then uh Got full on into acid house, mm. uh, and then basically cocaine mainly. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Ecstasy, but mainly cocaine. Put weight on, mm. so I was kind of fat then to about thirty three. Maybe not fat, but podgy. Sure, which is something and, that people don't associate with being on drugs. They yeah, think, oh, yeah, drugs, yeah, yeah. you're skinny. No, but I know. No, it I know. Can, cocaine. Yeah. I, mean, I think you call it coke bloat, don't they? That's right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then uh, and then I got clean, and then I was skinny for the next nine years till about. 2000 to 2003 mm-hmm. and then I relapsed because I, I started drinking again mm-hmm. and then by about 2005 I stopped to drinking uh, but I was fat and then I was fat for the next 15 years mm-hmm. and in the last two years I've, I've got skinny again yeah. so there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that probably is about half my life I've been fat half my yeah. life I've been skinny yeah. I think of myself as a skinny person so that's yeah. why it's always been easy to lose, not easy, it's the wrong word for it, but it's why I've always been able to lose the weight. Yeah. Well, it seems like also the other thread that's coming through, uh, that you when you decide that's it on something, yeah. you change your ways. Yeah, yeah. No matter how long yeah. maybe something's been going on, yeah. et cetera. So like with, I've got good resolve that way. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, in booze, it's, it's funny because I imagine when you kick booze and drugs all at the same time, Booze is easy to get slipped back in because it's in every part of our society constantly. Yeah. You want to drink, uh, have a I'll drink. I'll tell you about how I got caught up in the booze. I was like in the Caribbean about 2002, Christmas mm-hmm. 2002. And it was about 100 degrees. Mm. 
And I just thought, God, it'd be fucking great to have a glass of wine. And I hadn't had a drink or drugs in nine years at that point, or mm. eight years. Yeah. And uh, my wife went, oh, yeah, that, yeah, of course you can deal with it. Because she, she doesn't know. Do you know what I mean? She's, well, she's, a lot of people don't she, know. They think, oh, musician. it's wine. They think it's wine, you know? and so it's not so, so yeah. And then, of course, I have half a glass, Craig. And 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 you and you and I fucking you. I had the half glass. Yeah. And I couldn't tell her because I, because the minute that I took the half glass of wine, yeah, the rock and roll button is what I call it went, <laughs> ding, and I was like, I remember. Yeah. I remember what this used to be fucking like. Yeah. And then the next day was, can I have a glass? And then it was like, can I have another a glass and a half? And then a month in, it was like a bottle. Yeah. Two months in, it was two bottles. Three months in, it was very expensive. Two and a half bottles. And it was just went on and on and on. Because then, you're, then you're a connoisseur. You're like, well, no, I'm just getting very yeah. experienced in, yeah. in wine. And, and, and that went on for two or three years. And then I stopped. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it made me, made me fat again. And then I, was, I never moved that from about 45 to I was about 60 or 59, whatever age I would be. Mm-hmm. And then, then I started changing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting the yeah the rock and roll brain gets activated because yeah. you, you were like pretty well, much you, the example. They call it anything, the nihilist part of the brain. I don't oh, know. Oh sure, well, I know it, what you it, mean, it was literally yeah. like, Bing. <laughs> the naughty schoolboy reemerged for a couple of years. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Well, because for a long Maybe time, the body schoolboy still exists. Fuck knows. But it's like, but at least he's sober. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, I'm not. Hopefully, I'm not too much a pain in the ass. You know I mean? <laughs> so there you go. Well, uh, it's funny because I've only known you. Right, sober. Yeah, and yeah. it's interesting to imagine when yeah. you were uh, in, uh, let's say, at the height of your substance use, yeah, right? Yeah. Because uh, you just—it's hard to imagine, really. Yeah. And then in your book, you get a sense of what some of the the moments were like. And then at the party the other night, you were telling us about someone from the, some executive would come in and go, "Who's in charge?" Oh and they yeah, go, yeah, that guy. And they go, that, "What?" Yeah, that used to happen. Like the Americans, like especially Warner's. That. <laughs> Primal scream, my bloody Valentine ride. Yeah. Slow dive, I signed to Warners. And Warners used to fly in. And before they really got to know us, before they started putting records out. Yeah. And they'd come in about four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> the office was fucking carnage, right? <laughs> and I'd be maybe slumped against a wall. Like, <laughs> or that. And then they would walk in and go, hey, where's Mickey? Yeah. And somebody go, there he is. And they'd be like, you're McGee? <laughs> and it was, it was kind of like, because at that time, the Americans, I suppose it was their defense mechanism. They had to, they were very serious. The, the people we were dealing with, working at the major in America. Yeah. And like, we were like, from a kind of different culture, really. We sure. were just fucking crazy rock and roll Scottish people. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Most of them are the people I worked with the label were all, kind of friends for Glasgow and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh and it was probably just too much for, for people that were trying to have a career when this <laughs> bunch of people were just trying to have a party. Yeah. Essentially. I mean yeah, yeah. doing records and putting good music out. Yeah. At times brilliant music, but it you know but essentially there was a big part of it was we were having a good time. Yeah, isn't it? But that's part of the reason it works too. Yeah, right? for us it did, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it, on paper it shouldn't have though, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you always seem to have an attitude with bands that it was kind of hands off. I mean, maybe you gave advice or if they yeah. were requesting it yeah. or suggestions, but you weren't like, oh, this is good guys, but you know what? You need this, you need another guitar or you no, know, yeah. don't, don't make it so loud or whatever. It seemed. Yeah. I mean, some of, yeah, I mean, yeah, we like. Maybe don't take so long, Kevin yeah, Shields, yeah. but other than that. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's if he'd listen anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we, it was like that. And we we were like, we let people be themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But all the bands, really. And, yeah. and sometimes that really was the wrong thing. Really? Yeah, sometimes, you know, because people actually needed guidance. Oh, and when I see. you get older, you realize that. But, but a lot of people, the genius of it was that it was so undiluted. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I definitely, something like Valentine's was undiluted. And, yeah. You know, and that's why it worked, you know? Yeah, and slow dive and all that. You can't see. Yeah. That- I mean, I mean, so, you know, there was a bit of tampering with slow dive. They probably did need guidance, you know. Sure. Although, in retrospect, who just saw slow dive coming, coming mm-hmm. through? When they left their label on the third album, 
we had a we had a an album launch party that barely anybody went to. Really, nobody was interested. Oh, you know okay. I mean? yeah. The first record had went in, Craig, the charts, late thirties, maybe, and, and both the first two albums were like thirty-five, twenty-five, somewhere. Like I was like, maybe the first album went twenty-five, the second album was thirty-five, something like that. The third third album, I think, it went in at number ninety. Mm. We they couldn't get fucking arrested. Oh, okay. Twenty years later, yeah, they come back. Their headline in Primavera. I love that. Yeah, brilliant, right? Yeah, but um, that that's reality. Do you what, know what I mean? And what happens when there's a band and they're on the third album and it's seemingly getting worse commercially? What what's the feeling that you have? Well, you're talking to but that relationship I had with them wasn't manager. I was, I was. They were on my label. Oh no, I mean either yeah. in either sense. Well, like, yeah, you I mean, know, it, you we'd, believe we'd in them, but road. we'd run it a road. Ran it a road. road. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, really. I mean, you know, every album was doing worse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So, I guess I'm more wondering and, and then, when. And they're brilliant the, people. Yeah. That's me not slagging them. No, it's just that the facts of commercial yeah. performance. Yeah. Yeah. So. That that was what happened, and, and and we just we ran out of road, Craig. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. We, we couldn't, we couldn't turn it. You know what I mean. Yeah. So we we let it go. You know, don't know if that was a good decision or not. But but you know what? But it, what I'm glad about is that you know they found their audience. Mm-hmm. As in, it was a long. It was twenty years later. Yeah. But they but, they're one of these big shoegaze bands now. Oh, massive! I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you got clean, uh, that was right when Oasis was really. Picking up, right? Yeah, uh, it was. It was even before that. Oh, okay. It was February '94, mm-hmm. and Oasis never put the first single out till April. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was just before that. But, but you could look. You could tell it was coming through. It wasn't like a surprise. We knew. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just an interesting thing. Like there was a lot going on in your life at the uh, time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not a time to take. <laughs> take exciting speedy drugs you know what I mean right. yeah. so I mean it was it was too exciting if anything yeah you know what I mean, you know? now did you ever get uh, screened or assessed for ADHD or anything like that no I, I mean I I mean I'm 61 hmm. I've never have been I probably have it fuck knows I don't know I don't do I have it I don't know I'm yeah. just always curious because yeah. uh, a fondness or predilection for up drugs yeah especially when you're doing a lot and not just like yeah. going off and partying you were working you were yeah. constantly yeah. doing stuff uh, I always wonder if there is that in there Look, it, I think I think I probably am a bit I mean Sean Ryder's ADHD he got he, you know what he's like he got diagnosed you know what I mean Sean's, you know, Sean's always doing things like that. And he went away and got himself diagnosed as ADHD. He says, he goes, oh, it takes one to know one. <laughs> You're definitely ADHD. <laughs> well, I, uh, I have ADHD. I'm like, I'm like, am I? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, know. I suspect I probably am a little bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not essentially known. It's not known, really got in my way. So. No, it, it's, it, it can be a gift. I mean? It's you know it's I mean? often seen as a detriment, but yeah, yeah. it's a whole way of thinking about stuff that leads to original thought. I yeah. think Bowie had it. I mean, because, not just because I had it, but, yeah. you know, his way of fragmenting things yeah. and repositioning things. And he was constantly yeah. also like heavy nicotine guy. Not that you were, but yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an up, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it just helps the brain move, move, move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. when you first got into music, it was a, uh, the Bowie era, right? Yeah. Ziggy is your favorite album still? Yeah, it is. But, but it was a little bit before that. It was T-Rex. Oh, yeah. Uh, Get It On was my first single. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, it was then it was pretty much T Rex into Slade, mm. and then I was obsessed with Slade for like about a year, fifteen months, and then probably by about I'd say it's August September seventy two, I was uh, I was in second year at school. I might have been eleven, maybe twelve, and uh, well, September seventy two, I would be twelve. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'd just be turning twelve. And, uh, you know, I went into the school common room for my year, second year, and uh, somebody was playing Ziggy Stardust. Mm. And it fucking, what's this? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Incredible. What record. is this? How do I get this? What is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think I only heard the first side and then it was like off to do whatever you do yeah. at school. But it blew my mind. Yeah. Like every track was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, and I mean, I've yeah, Ziggy's probably, my favorite, favorite ever album. I, you know, I've never, I've never grown tired of Ziggy Stardust. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard such to, an amazing record. Yeah, conceptually, everything about it is fantastic. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. It's like you know, I, I mean, the arrangements on that record, Mick Ronson's arrangements mm. are incredible. But the songwriting's a it's just genius. You know what yeah. I mean? It's such a great selection of music. You know what I mean? And I love the earlier albums, but there's a big jump from Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory's to, amazing though. Yeah. Hunky Dory. Oh, it's great. Hunky Dory's an incredible record. I mean, it's like Cooks is just fucking genius. Yeah. Life on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a freak of it, boy. I mean, literally, I mean, you, I could take it back to Love love me. Was love it? you till love, Tuesday. Love you till Tuesday. Yeah. Sorry, I love, love laughing gnome. I'm a big laughing gnome guy. Laughing gnome in the gospel according to Tony Day, the <laughs> yeah. B side. Right? So yeah, you know I mean, I'm a, I'm a boy fucking fanatic. Really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, he made incredible records. You know what? Recently, Craig, I've been getting into. You know, like later boy because mm. it's like, you know. What is that track? I'm scared of Americans. Oh yeah, I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of Americans, yeah. and there's loads of them. There's so many. Yeah, there's a big, big, by that point, it creatively slowed down. Mm. But he is David Bowie. Every album's got one. Yeah. Fucking classic on it. Yeah. Like I'm afraid of Americans. And then later on, Heathen. I yeah. love that whole record. Yeah. It's great. I, there's a Pixies cover on it, all right, and right. he plays drums on it. It's nuts. Bowie plays drums. Yeah, he plays drums. Yeah, yeah. Visconti was producing with him then. And so he did one of those, he plays all the instruments tracks, and it's fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, mean, I've got to tell you what made me get into the later Bowie period. Over here, about two years ago, they showed David Bowie, Glastonbury 2000. Mm. I should have went to that, right? And it's a lot of the 85 to 2000 Bowie. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Absolute Beginners is genius, right? But it was like post-Absolute Beginners. And there's so many of these songs that you go, because by the, I think the late '80s and Tin Machine had emerged. I think yeah. we thought Bowie had he probably probably it sounds crazy to say it, but we probably passed passed on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, most there people, was Glass Spider followed yeah, by Tin Machine, so yeah. it's like oh, most people had kind of went, oh, the hits were amazing. They were yeah. off Bowie freaks, but it was well moved a bit, and yeah. Bowie. You know, Bowie was trying to be in a band. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was a bit weird, right? Tin yeah. Machine. But but then when he went back and started doing a lot of these solo records, mm-hmm. it's like, it's incredible, a lot of that. Even I mean? Black Tie White Noise, an album I didn't really vibe yeah. with at the time. Yeah. I love that album. I made now. a Bowie playlist on, on Netflix, oh, not on Netflix, on Spotify. I'll yeah. read you out. Hang on, Craig, hang on. Oh, good. I can put that link in the uh Yeah, man. In the and thing. it's later, Bowie. Hang on. Yeah. I'll tell you. Tell you all the songs because I this is how fucking freaky I am with David Bowie. This is this is me geeking. Well, I love that. To anybody out here, this is the real Alan McGee. That's right. right. That's what we were so probing at the whole time. The other stuff we China were just, Girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is not America. Little, I love that. Little Wonder. Mm, great song. Genius. Yeah. Hello, Speed Boy. Oh, uh, that's a Space great, Boy. Sorry, yeah. I've got my. Way. This is not America. This is not America. America. This is not modern yeah. love. Mm. I'm afraid of Americans. Black to white noise. Yeah. The next day, where are we now? Loving the alien. That's I, a fucking that's tune. That's a great, that. great tune. Billy, Billy, Blue Jean. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, and then Absolute Beginners. Slow Burn. No, oh, that's a great, that's on Heathen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pete Townsend plays on that. Sue. Oh, I love that. Or, or in a season of crime. Yeah. Lazarus. So, I mean, I mean, that's it's a hardcore I mean? Bowie pl- uh, playlist. What is that? That's a yeah, there's playlist, loads of yeah. it in there. I mean, there's also I've got a bit lazy. There's like, there's a what else is it? Blackouts in there. Blackout's oh, I genius. love that. So yeah. brilliant, brilliant. V two Snyder's in yeah. there. TVC one five. TVC one five is fucking epic. <laughs> Speed of life. Yeah, Boy, boys keep swinging. That's one of the best. Fucking genius. Yeah, and the videos from that larger album. Uh, Lazarus. So, so you know what I mean. That's he's he's the main man, isn't he? Yeah, David Bowie. He really is. I love also the other song from Absolute Beginners. The that's motivation. Oh right, right. It's right. so great. It's got know. that. Oh, uh, in the film, there's this tremendous uh, yeah. production number. Yeah, Julian Temple at it, going wild. And yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. so good. There's also a cover of Valari oh, on right, that soundtrack right, right. too, oh, which is I great. I love Bowie. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, but anyway, I mean, yeah. That's how I got into David Bowie. Did you uh, was, did you ever get to meet Bowie? Never met him. Mm-hmm. I probably could have met him 
lots of different types. I think, see, when I really, really like somebody, I'm scared to meet them. Now, it's interesting because I, I know that you met Lou Reed. And oh, you yeah, had kind yeah, of yeah, an interesting yeah, yeah. story. And you were a big Lou Reed fan, too, I liked right? Lou Reed. I didn't really want to meet him, though. Oh, but, okay. But he didn't disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? And what uh, were the circumstances? Well, no, so I was... I, I had I was signing a lot of bands to Seymour Stein. I'd signed Primal Scream. I'd signed Ride. I'd signed My Body Balance. I'd signed three bands to Seymour. So I was like his English guy at the time. Yeah. So he loved me. That's Sire Records, right? Sire, yeah. yeah. So he went, Alan, Lou's playing the Williamsburg Institute of Music, I think it was, right? With John Cale, Songs for Drella. Oh, wow, right? yeah. And I went, all right, I'll come. Yeah, I'll definitely come. So we go and we watch it and it's me and Seymour sitting watching a Lou do these songs for Drell. It was pretty good, right? But yeah. It was pretty good. It's Lou Reed. It's fucking great. And then <laughs> and he, goes, yeah. he goes, come back and meet Lou. And I was like, I don't want, no! <laughs> like, All right, I mean, what, I can't really say no to this guy that's fucking signed on my bands. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll come with you, Seymour. So we go on in and we walk into this room and it's Lou Reed, his wife at the time, and about 10 Hells Angels. <laughs> that Lou was hanging out with, yeah, right? So, yeah. it, so it was quite a, a, a full-on fucking vibe, right? And I'm like, <laughs> and he goes, Lou, Lou, little Seymour, like, Lou, Lou, this is Alan, Alan McGee. He signed all the brilliant bands from England. And Lou Reed looked at me and went, like that, and then, like, walked <laughs> off. And I was like, fucking hell, man. I didn't need that because I love Lou Reed, right? Yeah. Anyway, but I, but I knew that's what Lou's like. Everybody's told me Lou's fucking, this is what Lou's like. You can't help it. So then, but Seymour, not to be defeated, he went, no, Lou, Lou, you must meet Alan McGee. <laughs> so then Lou, he's like, hello. And I just thought, oh, it, it was it was embarrassing for me. But, yeah. but I, I didn't even really want to meet him. And then the other thing was, because I liked him, but it didn't actually, weirdly, it hasn't, that, as much as he was being a cunt, yeah, it didn't affect what I thought because I, 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 I just assumed Lou Reed was going to be like that, and yeah. he fucking was. Everybody yeah. that's ever met Lou Reed just about has the kind of same story. Yeah, they might not want to admit it, but that is what Lou was like. Yeah, he wasn't a particularly friendly chap. <laughs> not the warmest of gentlemen. No. Yeah. No. Now, was there anyone that you met that did turn you off of their music because they were such a shithead to you? No, most people are all right with me. Uh, Well, that's good. No, not really. Yeah. Not really. I mean, it's like, I I don't let it, I wouldn't let that get in the way of it really anyway. I mean, even with Lou, mm. it was like, it didn't matter. I mean, yeah. I, I tell the story because it was fucking funny. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I was just curious if that had, yeah. ever, had ever happened. I mean, I had a horrible really. run in with Bernie Taupin once when he was playing oh, right. a solo show and yeah. he was horrible to me. Was he? Uh, yeah. He was yeah. like, why the fuck did you bring these Elton records in? This is my show. And I was like, you uh, i was 22 i didn't know quite how to handle it i was like well because your words mean a lot to me and it yeah. just freaked me out for a while what does bernie Toppin do as a show because he's a lyric writer yeah a lyric writer and then he sang he had this did band he? that yeah he had a band full of like session guys that like a lot of guys who play with and did Rod he do Stewart. the elton songs no it was all his solo material and what was that like not that great right yeah. it was not there was 12 people at the show yeah and he was off the wagon so oh, yeah. now I understand more about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I get so he why was he was pissed. Yeah, he was pissed. And 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 I had the Alice Cooper album he co-wrote too. Yeah. And not nice. He signed it twice. He was wasted. Yeah. But berating me. And yeah. I was like, uh, like, you know, and you're like, I just want to leave. Do you know what? I've got a good story. Yeah. Somebody that, I, 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 this is, a, this is a, a true story actually. Right? So when I was like 19, I came to London mm. and I was walking down to Notting Hill Gate, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and this is a true story. And this did affect me, actually, you know, because I, I never liked a person after this, right? And I loved magazine, fucking loved. Do you remember magazine? Yeah. Right? I loved Shop them, at right? both sides. Oh, genius, right? Anyway, I was walking down and I saw Howard DeVoto and mm. this big, where a big, tall, great-looking kind of girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, probably worked for the record company, but a big, model kind of girl, right? Yeah. I was 19 for Glasgow and I went up and went, Howard, oh, you know, gushing, right? Yeah. And as you do when you're 19, you yeah. see somebody you love, right? I'm like, oh, Howard, and I was, I was a naive guy. And he was fucking horrible to me. Oh. And, you know, like, he treated me like a little cunt. Yeah. And I just thought, do you know what, mate? And I look back on that now, and sometimes like everybody that's get, get people come up to you, sometimes you can all be like, yeah, whatever, but you're not, you're not disgusting. Nobody's disgusting to people that just want to say hello. Yeah. And he was horrible. And I was like, and I think that did, that definitely did 
get inside my head about him because I don't, I think there's a few times after that that people were like, oh, Howard wants to come and talk to you about his solo stuff. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk to him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, because by that point, 10 years later, I'd sort of developed into, yeah, you know, this manager guy, you know. Right, yeah. Well, it's also just one of those great, things that people say just be nice to everybody yeah it, there's no harm in that and why yeah. did he have to be so awful you're just yeah. saying something nice to him you, don't have, you weren't I, trying to get an autograph or you don't have to fake it you know you just yeah. be yourself do you know I mean? yeah if you're you can a even decent be like, yeah. person it's probably all right you know yeah, right? exactly yeah, yeah. and you can affect someone forever really no, it, was, it, it just affected me with him and no no but that's what i that's what know. i mean though it's just like why yeah. would you want that no, you know what I mean? I know, Especially because you never know. One day you might yeah. want that guy to sign your uh, yeah. sign your album to your label. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you, know, you never know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you, it's interesting thinking about all the different personalities that you've dealt with and how you, in a way, just like Chapman, right? Basically, we're no, a psychiatrist. I'm not as talented as that, mate. I was good in the 90s for about five minutes. <laughs> but that guy, what a career that guy's had. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah and every time there'll be another song that I go, he produced that? Yeah, and yeah, I think I know yeah. his stuff pretty well. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's amazing. He He's is, amazing. but uh, similar to him, though, you've had to basically navigate the psychology of all these different types of people, yeah. and they've been on different types of substances in different situations, uh, and strange situations where you're constantly having to make new decisions. Like earlier, you got a text about something, and you had it was like a, you know, a three step decision basically about yeah. something, and yeah. but all very subtle things that you'd have to sort of know from your street smarts, your experience. Yeah. And just your general sense of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was in the midst of try one of my artists trying to pimp them pimp <laughs> get get me to pimp them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a tricky one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you want to help them, but then some things are yeah. just not proper yeah. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um and you also were a self starter in general, making money when you were really yeah. young. I mean, I think with me was it was like I think I came out of the context that you know, if I hadn't done music and made music successful, I was kind of fucked. Mm. And, uh, and you know, it's, I mean, I like London and and the whole music game, it's kind of given me my life, really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know what I would have amounted to, probably very, very, very little. Mm. Uh, if I had... Um, if I hadn't done music, if I hadn't yeah. made it made it work for myself, yeah. do you know what I mean? You know. So it's that drive that's really yeah fear taken. of failure, Craig. That's yeah. really what it is. It is it's just <laughs> fucking. I've still kind of got it. You know what I mean? And now, how do you deal with the fear aspect of stuff when you've had anxiety issues? Yeah, but then you stop. Being well, this on is something. This is a good conversation. I, I, I think your body changes. Mm-hmm. See, when I was about forty, mm-hmm. you know, your age, right? I've had three or four cups of coffee. I would be wired. Yeah. I could have 10 cups of coffee now and it fucking doesn't wire me. Yeah. When you get old, your body just changes. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons I got off the benzos, mm-hmm. really, to be absolutely honest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, and I now don't have any female drama because I live in my own. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm drama as well, mate. It's not just females, but, <laughs> but I do live with females. You know what I mean? That's who you and, go for. So therefore, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and now I'm living in my own and mm-hmm. there ain't no drama. Nobody to push my little button. Yeah. Well, you know, I think a lot of people too don't do that because they think that they're supposed to be in something. Yeah. And that can happen to us at any time. And I think the supposed tos yeah. are the dangerous things. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. You're supposed yeah. to do this, supposed to do that. You got to go with where... Well, I found myself in that situation. I was on my own. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, was, it wasn't something I voted for. But yeah. once I found myself on my own, and then that was one of the reasons that you got off the benzos and then lost all the weight because it was like, well, you're just doing it for yourself now. So you may as well be the be the little chap you want to be. Well, yeah. And also, uh, sometimes we find ourselves in situations that we don't realize are causing us tremendous stress. I agree. Ambient stress. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that's probably one of the factors too. I think it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we get any two... I, I, I kind of totally agree with you, but I don't want to. No, no, you don't have to get it. No, that can be vague. It doesn't matter. You know, but let's say prior to you being in the place that you're at now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things were not yeah, yeah. great, but maybe it's yeah. also easy to not see those things. Yeah, no, I definitely, when, yeah. you know, I think that's with no drama. Yeah, you know, it, life's a lot easier. And also, I think we have to, to figure out what is drama for us because sometimes what's drama for you and me yeah. is not drama for someone else. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. the way we approach the world or want to do stuff, or, or yeah. for instance, I'm sure now that traveling's more up again, you're yeah. going to go DJ. Well, I'm going, I'm gonna, going to Spain tomorrow. Yeah. 
for your uh, your DJ career, which is quite substantial yeah, yeah, as I'm well. Gonna, I'm really going to, I mean, why I'm going out is that I've got a band working in your studio, a band called The View. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, you know, now that the Spanish have worked out, I'm there. I'm doing two shows at the weekend as well. Little oh. DJ shows. So it's going to be great. You know? That's great. And then recently. In clubs, you know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Just in little clubs. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you know what? Two, three hundred people. It's, it's great, you know. You said something interesting in your book about how there was a DJ night. Like, I'm forgetting the name of it. Maybe Death Disco. Oh, yeah, yeah. That maybe eight months before, you couldn't give it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's just a shift somehow. Yeah. And boom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's always like that with, with, with anything. It's just yeah. about timing, you know. Yeah. But I'm not so sure people want that kind of night anymore, mate. Mm-hmm. Not really. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what was the night? Describe it for folks maybe oh, not it was, familiar. It was, yeah, it was a kind of... At the t- it doesn't sound revolutionary now, but at the time it was like we come out of Britpop and we were playing Joan Jett and ACDC records and punk records. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. and, and like, you know, and, and like it was just... And it was a, a, a really mad collection of like London loonies. Do you know what I mean? We're all come to... It was just a crazy club for a few years. And it sounds like a kind of a... Excuse me, kind of a return to, if not exactly glam, yeah, but that kind of stuff. Well, it was in that zone of yeah. of, of people enjoying it, but it wasn't yeah. glam. Do you know what I mean? But well, I was, was thinking like, of the short pop song with like yeah. the heavy, oh yeah, and yeah, hook, yeah, heavy and hooks and all that yeah. stuff, and like but it was great. Rock. It was a, it was a it was a great club. Uh, I never even realized that. I, I, I mean, I drank my way through that club. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And, yeah. Uh, it was an excuse for me. I mean, behind everybody's back to go to that club and. Kid when I was drinking Diet Coke. Oh yeah, but uh, <laughs> but 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 I was really had Jack Daniels and Coke and 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 like, get pissed. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. What was the what was your drinking amount like? Or like, let's say, let's go through an average day in the height of your substance use, or maybe even like Booze. approaching substance well, use. Well, when it was when, in the nineties, it was Jack Daniels, but in the oh no, it was it was Jack Daniels and. It was, it was spirits as well. Yeah. 2004, 2005. But it was definitely a couple of bottles of wine every day. No problem. Wow, and then, okay. And then it was like, yeah, it was a lot of, what's that that drink? I can't remember what it is. Vodka or? I know, it was like, uh, I can't remember. It was is it a of, mixer it or is co- it? Some mad cocktail that me and the Libertines used to drink. It was like... <laughs> Like, oh, it was the Libertine's favorite. Yeah, so yeah, it was a nice, uh, so yeah, baby was, sham, right? Real yeah, like gentle. Uh, yeah, I can't remember, yeah. but it's like, we were, used to, we were always getting <laughs> fucked on that. I mean, it was just, a, yeah, I was drinking a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious about so like just, what it looked like. I can't like remember and, the drink though. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> drinking with the Libertines must have been something because it seems like Yeah, they drank a lot, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but I, it's interesting how I can't remember it because I put it out of my mind. I know what I'm like. Yeah. I kind of kid on it never happened. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, better not think about it too fondly, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and also, like, you, you were talking about Coke and also in the book you mentioned Speed. Was Were those interchangeable or was... No, I mean, I mean, they were just whatever I could get my hands on. But it was Coke was easy to get hold of. Yeah. <clears throat> I suppose... I would go as far to say as I probably never liked cocaine, mm-hmm. but I seem to take a lot of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know what that says about anything. Doing a lot of mean? research to make sure. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people say the same kind of thing about cocaine, mm-hmm. that, that, that they did a lot of it, but they never really liked it. Mm. I mean, ecstasy was a phenomenal drug. Phenomenal. Yeah. And I don't regret that an inch. Yeah. You know what I mean? I might have regret the hangover I had coming off the back end of it. Yeah. But... It was a fucking phenomenal fucking mm-hmm. high. But Coke, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I got out of cocaine. I don't think I got very much, you know. Well, I think a lot of, when it's tied with drinking too, it's like you can drink Tell for longer. Tell you a funny story, Craig, right? Yeah. So when Creation got signed back in 92, mm-hmm. right? So they bought, we were going bankrupt. But anyway, the, Sony paid off the debt, mm. bought 49%. Of the company is a little indie company. We broke Screamadelica, Loveless, Val, Val, Valentine's fan club, but it was a small indie company. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, so they paid me two and a half million for 49%, mm-hmm. right? And at the time, people were like, well, most people that had anything to do with us knew that I was a drug addict, right? Oh, yeah. But the one person that didn't 
was this guy, he's a good guy, by the way, Jeremy, if you watch, ever watch this, I'm not knocking you, right, mate? It's just a funny moment, right? So the one person that didn't know that I was basically a drug addict yeah. was the guy who gave me the two and a half million, right? <laughs> so everybody else was like, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> really? Okay. So it was a bit like that. It, you know, I was definitely high maintenance. And anyway, so so we went, we go to the, so we signed the deal in the August, I banked the money. Of yeah. course, I'm like, I fucking think I'm amazing, right? At this point, right? <laughs> it's all set and, now, yeah. too. You're like, that's and we it. go to the to the Mercury Music Prize, yeah, right, and it went up against you two and everybody, right? And lo and behold, Primal Scream win it, right? right? Yeah. So we win the first Mercury Music Prize. So me and Gillespie and Throb and all that mob, right? And it's one of our pals, Tim, is staying in Andy Taylor's turreted house Andy Taylor a Duran Duran yeah, yeah. Andy's in America touring no doubt with Robert Palmer or someone that's mm-hmm. right so we all go back to Andy's house and we have a party yeah. right okay so I'm sitting at the kitchen table I think I bought like two grand's worth of coke <laughs> so there's a mound of cocaine like that <laughs> and I'm sitting and there's like <laughs> the bar. anyway we're like hoovering it up right and and about an hour into the party, the door opens and some somebody thought it was a bright idea to bring Jeremy to the hour oh after show, after show. Yeah. And Jeremy walks on in and has a mound of cocaine. <laughs> Full Scarface. And I think he just went, fucking hell, what, <laughs> what have I invested in? You know, you could see him just going... He was frightened because yeah. he was like, fuck. Yeah. Because he, he didn't know. He didn't yeah. know that's what we were all like. And, and I was And you weren't probably, just near the pod. You were the, sat at the pod. Well, I was the, yeah. that was, at that point, I was the instigator. <laughs> you know I mean? And uh, you could see Jeremy Pierce looking at his Craig going, fucking hell, what have I done? Yeah, yeah. But it came good. You know, like, you know, literally six months later, I found Oasis. We signed yeah. them. And we made Sony a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that two and a half million that he put in at that point was a brilliant fucking investment. Oh, wonderful German, investment. Yeah. yeah, they made a lot of money. Yeah, and as did. you said, more than you did off the yeah, thing. miles more, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm interested about your relationship with Primal Scream, primarily because you grew up with Bobby. Yeah. And you were friends with him for ages. And well, I'm still friends with him, but oh, it, yeah, it, it definitely... Yeah. It definitely... We've done well to stay, still be pals, but when you go through something as intense as that curvature and that mm. and that a level of money and success that everybody had, you know, it kind of warped us. It, 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 you know, but it, we were on the journey with each other, and but yeah. you know, you know, like of course when when there's millions of records. Uh, you know, getting sold, you know, we bend each other's balls, you know, and it's like, <laughs> so we've done well to come all through it, but I'm very good friends with Andrew, mm. who I came to London with in 1980. It was uh, me and Andrew came to London. Right, right. I was 19, you know, yeah. and, uh, and Bob I've been friends with since I've been in 10 or 11. So it's, it is what it is, you know, we're, yeah. we're all kind of, I don't want to use the word family, but we're all very close, you know. Yeah. yeah. Family would make sense though. If yeah, you did in, a, use in a it. mad way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and also that you've maintained the relationship. I'm sure there may have been, if not falling outs, but yeah. fallow oh, periods. Oh, there's been millions of falling outs. But now we haven't fallen out for a long, long time, 10, 10 years, 12 years. So it's yeah. good, you know. Well, I think there's been similar adjustments in lifestyle. 15 years. Right, actually, with yeah, him and, yeah. and you both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and that, that helps. He's right? sober, I'm sober. Yeah. So it's good, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you'd only get thin. Was that? <laughs> it's like real thin, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to do something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. But so uh, when you've fallen out with people in life, yeah. is there um, not a standard way of approaching it? But what do you find the best way to get over a ruction in a, a really serious friendship is? Oh, I think I never. The, the worst part of the fallout with me and Bob was we never spoke for about. Five years. Mm. I can't even remember what we fell out about. Some, no, I do remember. It's nonsense, right? Yeah, it always spoke. is, right? Yeah. So, two thousand five, two thousand ten. We never spoke for about five years, and then I was up a hill in Spain with Bob Geldof, <laughs> right? As you do, yeah. You know, right? average and, Tuesday. And, and, uh, well, I was up with some hill in Spain with Geldof, and he goes, "That's your fucking pal there." Yeah, and it was Gillespie. I went, Bob. And then it was it was fine. The minute we started talking, yeah, we were cool. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's nice though. Because also that much time apart when you're not talking, yeah. you can you can build an image in your head yeah, yeah. of the other person, and that's you. Yeah. You've decided it, and that's yeah. you've written the book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it suddenly was, talks it to them. It's different. It was yeah. Was there, was there anyone that you worked with in that kind of way, but that you had that kind of history with that you did have a falling out with that it did, never came back uh, together? I don't know. I don't think so. I think most of the time, it's just ructions really you know i try not to fall out with anybody anymore do you know what i mean yeah i'm too old for it now but yeah. uh back when i was a young man and up for the oh, up for arguing yeah well, and i was as bad as any of them um yeah but most of the time we've always it's, i mean i've never had an argument with no gallagher interestingly enough never wow. ever a proper argument never had one really yeah yeah that, that is, that's kind of interesting i had loads with liam mm. never had one with, with no never fallen out with him wow it's impressive. Not even an argument, too. Not really. Yeah. Not really. I mean, a couple of disagreements, but not arguments. You know? Yeah. And when you signed him, that was a similarly easy process, right? He just it was basically like, I'd like to sign you. Who are you? Yeah. Kind of. I just ran into them. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I was kind of mad. You know what I mean? You know? And, uh, well, yeah. A lot, I was, do you know what? The, the, it's what we, we, you know, I just done that podcast with Eddie Phelan and you were, mm. you were watching it. It's like, well, the thing is about, Oasis would have happened anyway. It's just the uniqueness of creation with Oasis was mm. part of why it was brilliant. Yeah. We never got in the way of it because we let people be be themselves. Yeah. That's kind of what we probably brought to it. Yeah. Which is quite a bit. That's yeah. quite a substantial yeah, that thing. That is. We, we just allowed it not to, we we didn't get in the way of it. Do you well, know what I mean? And, that's, and yeah. that sounds small, but it's fucking massive because no, it is. most of these record companies. I don't think they would have went with the Oasis vision. They couldn't have helped themselves. Like they had some, to tinker. They'd have to put yeah, their thumbs on it, right? Some pompous guy would have decided that Oasis should be this, should be that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know how this has got to sound. Yeah, that yeah. kind of nonsense. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of that in the music business, isn't there? People yeah. having to get their thumbprints. Yeah, or, it's not so much the music. It'd be more like it'd be more like the imaging of it or something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, I mean, yeah. it'd be like something like that. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And like, you know, we didn't. We let them. You know, as if they would listen to anybody anyway. But <laughs> but that's why it might have not been as big, because the, the argument they would have had with a future record company, you know, another record company, might have got in the way of the prop, might have got in the way of the band. You know, well, and also the enthusiasm of the record company, because sometimes yeah. people hold yeah. grudges because they didn't take the idea. Oh yeah, all right. that. All the that majors shit. are terrible for that shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever bump into that with someone when you were partnered with Sony or other labels? Oh yeah, we've had loads of rocks with majors, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Terrible. But it is what it is. I mean, look, at the end of the day, majors don't know anything. They're just fucking banks at yeah. the end of the day. That's <laughs> what it is. And 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 you take the money and you go for the, the big push with the money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know? I think that's true with all content yeah. providers, really. Yeah. And then we were talking about YouTube earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's, that's a classic sign of it because uh, there's so many networks and podcast networks and a lot of them seem to be like people who used to work in TV. Yeah. They have all these things. They tell it's got to be this. They talk about documentaries. It's got to be 100 minutes. Then uh, you look at what's the biggest podcast in the world, Joe Rogan, four-hour shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. there's no, no one knows anything. Yeah. Just do the thing that you want to do. Yeah. And it's going to turn Joe out. Joe Rogan, that's incredible that he's, he's doing so well. Do you know what I mean? Two, two to three shows a week, yeah. average three to four hours. Yeah. 10 million listeners per episode. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it, just, it just shows you just do yeah. what you want to do and people yeah. go for it or they won't, but yeah. that's the only way you're going to know. Yeah, you're right. You can't get a, an expert in. There's no yeah. experts don't know shit, yeah. I think. You know, but um, uh, other, other acts. Uh, were there any acts that you wanted to sign and it just sort of slipped through your fingers for this reason or another? Yeah, I mean, we, we get offered lots of different things. I mean, I think, yeah, back in the day, there was bands that come and go. But, you know, I mean, the ones that I wish I'd worked with was Stone Roses, but I mm. didn't know about it. Laz, I didn't know about it at the time. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We weren't really in a great position in 87, 88 to do that anyway. Not really. By the time it got to about 90, 91, we were hip and people wanted to be with us. Sure. In 87, you got into 88. You know, nobody really wanted to be with us. It was Valentine's came with us because probably nobody else wanted them. <laughs> House of Love definitely came with us because nobody else wanted them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was that kind yeah. of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And in the book, you mentioned that your failures in the earlier years were so invaluable. Yeah. And I was wondering if you talked about life. Of, oh, no, right, exactly. In life, Craig. Yeah. I mean, you don't learn anything when it's like when 
by the time it got to the nineties and we were like we were the we we signed the biggest band in the world and yeah. it's like, you know, literally we were like, you know, everything we touched was fucking happening for us. That's not a learning curve at that point. It's just because everybody's just everybody's just trying to be part of your bubble and yeah. it, they'll tell you anything to to it was more interesting when basically we were going bankrupt, nobody wanted us we owed loads of money and how people behave towards us. That was more interesting and mm-hmm. not interesting, not fun, but yeah. it, we learned a lot more about life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that must've colored also how you received the other kind of handling from people. Yeah. Once every, the coffers yeah. were full and the yeah. bands were selling like crazy yeah. and uh, you must've, I mean, it just increased your already yeah. uh, pretty strong street smarts with that stuff. Yeah. Right? I, I, imagine. Don't I don't know if I was ever street smart, but it's like, well, you're very canny with people, yeah. right? Yeah. I but, mean, and you have to be in order but, to do the sort I of think, work you did. But I think, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting, like watching it. You know, I've been the, I've been like a social leper, and I've been like the coolest dude in the room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Both of them, and and not with, and really, about three years apart. Really, ninety three to ninety six, ninety three, just before we signed Oasis, literally. Mm-hmm probably was like almost like a social leper was a cocaine addict it was like you know you know people were like he's a fucking lunatic blah 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 <laughs> but 96 i'm like in the british government do you know what i yeah. mean i'm about to go into the british government and yeah. like you know you know i'm like i've got i've got the football I'm, i am the man with the football so it's yeah. a bit like you know and everybody wants to be part of the party so it's I, I, and that was interesting do you know what i mean what does that do to the way that you look at people in general or human uh, nature. I don't think anything shocks me with people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? When people when people tell me that people behave like cunts, basically, I just go, it's just fucking people. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know what that really means, but do you know what I'm trying to say? It's yeah, like, I do know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, because I just put it down to it's like nothing really shocks me with people. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. You know, people do what they're going to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and no- half the time it's like it's it's pretty unacceptable, but there you go. That's that's fucking human beings. Yeah. Yeah, you can have feelings about it, but there's no logical way that you can explain. Oh well, yeah, I mean, people. you try and surround yourself with decent people, or yeah. with people that are, uh, try and do the right thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but at the end of the day, it's fucking it's fucking war at times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there's yeah. no way to know for sure, really, about anyone. A hundred percent, you just have to go on faith and behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, and I've got it wrong loads of times about people, man. Fucking hell. So, and I'm sure everybody has. Oh, right? yeah. But I mean, you, know you can't I mean? let that also then yeah. say, well, no one's getting in anymore. Yeah. No, so I know. So it's the tricky I know. bit. I know. Yeah. I know. Now, also, when you said social leper, that would be before you cleaned up. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, or? I was at the height of being a cunt. And you know describe I mean? that for me. Like, walk me through a day of being a cunt <laughs> in Alan McGee's life at the time. Because I know in the press, you were getting a lot of press. Are you talking about this is before, this is like, 92, 92, oh, so this is before you're sort of like, yeah. let's say bold yeah. statements or I, something would be getting attention. Yeah, I was just like, no, I mean, it was more like, on top of all the drugs, I was taking diet drugs, oh. diet pills that made me mental. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I like fire the staff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Literally, you know, yeah. like you're sacked, you're sacked, you're sacked, you're not, but you're sacked. <laughs> Mad shit. And then, re- right? then reinstate yeah. them the next day. And I, was, I, was, I was just terrible. <laughs> I was a fucking maniac, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like you would get like a a full belief system that this person was bad, this was a bad No, it was to, just... It was, no, I mean, I committed to the... high, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I was, it was rubbish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not even proud of it in any way, but you no. asked, so I've got... Well, no, it's not about I, being I'll proud. I'll answer if you, you ask. You know, and I appreciate that. And what I really I am interested in, it's not so much about being proud about that, but I think... It's very illustrative to people and very inspiring to hear about how you can be so extreme in one way yeah. and then sort of right the ship or change your life, whatever yeah. you want to say, and be a very uh, but pleasant, affable person. I was saying this to this girl I'm friends with who's like, got a few drug issues at the moment. Yeah. It's really fucking simple. Yeah. Stop taking fucking drugs. If you do, guess what? You get sober, things can go wrong, but guess what? They're probably not going to go that wrong. You're probably, at the end of the day, overall, going to be okay, generally mm. speaking. And that's, but I want to take for certain, if you keep taking the fucking drugs, 
it's just going to fucking, it's just going to magnify and magnify and it's never going to be right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and you just, you, you blow out a proportion and mm-hmm. you go down wrong, wrong roads. And if you can stay sober, most days are going to be okay. Just yeah. about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a good way to, to start when you get sober, just thinking at least I don't have to deal with being a fucking maniac. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And well, and also, you know, you use too much of one thing or the other and yeah. you can get, you can tend towards feeling negative. Yeah. all the time because some yeah. things work for people for a while right and then they don't yeah, yeah and sometimes people forget that oh wait a second this might have something to do with it yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Now, how often do you see or had do you would you see people who were able to use drugs or booze or whatever but not really be so committed to being what you would call an addict or having a problem i think most people as controversial can't really deal with, with drinking mm-hmm. you know i mean especially as they get older yeah most people can't deal with it. A few people, we've got a mutual friend that yeah. seems to be able to deal with it, Mike Chapman. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were at his party two weeks ago. <laughs> he was 75. <laughs> Get on it. Drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, but yeah. it does it. I've never seen him in any state where I go, ooh. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, yeah, never. He was all like, you know, uh, so there is some people that can deal with it. Yeah. Most people can't. That's my take on it. Most people, they get older. They get pissed more easy. They become yeah. cunts. And yeah. it's just, it's what it fucking is. I think that about booze as well. Like I yeah. like psychedelics and things, but of course yeah. you can't do psychedelics every day. That's one good thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, whatever it is, it's not for everyone, but I enjoy that. I used to be a drinker yeah, and tried very hard to be a, a proper drinker for a long time. I thought, because it, it, it just seems like, oh, this is what you do, right? Yeah. This is what you do. And then you mix it together. You get, you associate it with going to fun things yeah. and all of that. And it, and it becomes sort of, you need to, because that's yeah. part of your identity somehow. Yeah. And then when you stop it, you realize, oh, wait a second. Like not only am I DJing uh, great, it, there's no problem. I'm not worried about it. I don't yeah. have to piss so often, uh, all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And so I like some other stuff, but uh, I've never had an issue with anything like I did with booze. Because yeah. there's a slippery line, you know, is it three drinks or is it five drinks? Is it, yeah. you know, and then you're having a fun time and then it's not fun anymore. I don't think I could deal with it anymore. I just on the level of like, just dealing with getting fucked up. I just don't think it's like. I mean, yeah, I love Mike, but I wouldn't like to be his head the next day after that, <laughs> that party. Uh, <laughs> and like you know, I, but fair play does not seem to get in the way of him being him. No, that's and, the thing. I think, and that that that's yeah. unusual though. That's really fucking unusual. But then. He's, he's, he's an old 70s guy, so maybe he can deal with it. Yeah, and this is, I think, tame compared to what he used to get up to. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, I have to agree with you. I think more people have alcohol issues than they realize yeah. or would like to. Oh, yeah. Because it booze is pushed at everything all the time. Yeah. And no one really wants to think they have. So there's yeah. a lot more alcohol problems than. Yeah. And also, a lot of times people say uh, alcoholic or whatever, but there's, there's, uh, there's other, there's gray areas. Hold on, I have to cancel this call coming in. Yeah. Very rude. Um, yeah. So I know we got to wrap up in a minute. So Hi, man. Um, I think the, oh, there we go. Well, let's see. Is there anything you'd like to talk about before we stop? Maybe the gulps or any oh, other no, activity? Okay. I just want to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to take tape another one with you sometime. Yeah. yeah talk yeah, about yeah. more stuff. I'll get you, we'll get you some, uh, the people you're talking about as well. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I'd yeah, love yeah. that. I'd love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And some of the folks we tie and Bobby Gillespie would be fascinating to talk yeah, to. I mean, he's difficult to get, but I mean, okay. I'll, put, I'll put in touch with Anita to get Sean. Oh, that'd be, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also if Noel does podcasts, if he does interviews. Yeah, I don't um, think he, I don't, no, I that's, he I figured it. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he does one guy, his friend, Matt Morgan, but I don't think he does them. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. It's just, but, he's so opinionated. You know what I mean? He's like, funny. Yeah, that's the thing. I've always enjoyed the interviews yeah, yeah, with yeah. him. Yeah. 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 Or in Wibbling Rivalry. I just liked the way he responded. He was like, that's not fucking rock and roll. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so um, I guess before we go, what's your favorite sweet number? Because we're talking about Chapman. Oh, good question. Have you heard the demos, by the way, of him just being a lunatic no, by no, himself? Send me them. I will. It's yeah, wild. Yeah. It's all there. It's yeah, every yeah. little thing is there. Oh, right, yeah. It's out of that but he's genius them. mind. Um, yeah. What am I thinking of? I mean, Ballroom Blitz as a rock and roll. A, what, ballroom Blitz is as good as... Anything. Yeah. <laughs> literally ever <laughs> yeah. in rock and roll. Yes. That's one of the great rock and roll songs. Yeah. Probably Hellraiser. That's a great one. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Fox in the run. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, mate, but 
But yeah, Ballroom Blitz takes some, and Blockbuster's genius, but some beating Ballroom Blitz. It's, yeah. it's almost like the perfect pop record, isn't it? I agree. Yeah, it's you know got this I mean? crazy high drama to it, yeah. ludicrousness, yeah. and a drum part that you're like, oh, that's the thing that every, like. And then yeah. these bands, the Sweet, really, and Mott and people like that, they then inspired hair metal, really. Yeah. That's what, 10, yeah. what, 10, 15 years later, 10, 15, yeah, but late 80s. Yeah. You know, yeah, 15 years later, you had Motley Crue, sure. Quiet Riot, Guns N' Roses, and they were all basically inspired by, by Chapman, Chin and Chapman, or the, yeah. these, like Susie Quattro, uh, The Sweet. Yeah. You know, all these, you know, the, the glam guys. You yeah. Know I mean, you know? T Rex. See, that was yeah. Slash, the hat, uh, yeah. and all that. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, you're right. Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're yeah. Right. And yeah, that whole yeah. thing, yeah. That, I think the glam era is really one of the most impactful ones since uh, the, the Beatles, amazing. anyway. Yeah, it's amazing for sure. Great records, man. The best. Well, this has been a fabulous chat, Alan. Yeah, I yeah, look yeah. forward to the next yeah. one. Hopefully, it was all right. Oh, it was wonderful. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah? yeah. I, 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 I thought it was all right for you, Craig. Oh no, it was uh, Alan it was wonderful. Oh, yeah, right, and yeah, I look yeah. forward to talking with you more. All right, man. Thank all right. you. Cheers. Bye. Next till next time.